Investigation. I am Todd Conklin. This is the pod. Welcome all. So first of all, if if you're just joining us on this podcast journey, like this is your first one, welcome. You're you're. I mean, we should do the initi- initiation ritual, which is you have to sing the podcast song publicly. Did I ever tell you this story? I was on a plane once. This is years ago, and a lady sat next to me. And she said, "I've never flown before." And I said, really, this is your first flight? And she said, yeah. And I said, how do you feel about it? And she says, well, I'm, I'm nervous and I don't know what to do. Are they going to ask me any questions? And I said, no, it's really easy. You're going to be great. This is going to be fine. I said, the only thing that you probably should have practiced is the uh, initiation song because they are going to have you sing the song on the PA system. And you guys, I thought that was hilarious because, I mean, I was trying to be kind and and I by no means thought anyone <laughs> would take that seriously. I I mean, honestly, I didn't think, and she did, and she got really upset. <laughs> and, uh, I said, oh, I'm, I'm, you, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. And she said, well, I don't think that's very funny. And I said, it's probably not that funny, but I think the only thing that would be less funny than that would be if they made people actually go up and sing on the PA system, which kind of recovered it, but I will tell you, it pretty much was a cold shoulder flight from then on. So is there a lesson for me to learn from that? Um, Maybe, probably. I mean, a better person might have learned it. I did not learn it. I would probably try that joke again, not remembering this encounter, but that, in fact, did happen. True story, and I wanted to share it with you as we head on. So there is no initiation song. If you're freaking out, it's not going to happen. But it is awfully good to have you on the pod. Now, today is interesting because generally, um, so a lot of people always want to be on the podcast, but I'm a little bit selective about who gets to play with us just because, I'm, you know, I'm sort of interested in, in what I can learn from because I'm always, it's not that I, uh, I mean, don't get, I don't mean this to sound egotistical at all because you can learn from everything, but I'm always interested in stuff that I'm interested in, people that talk about interesting stuff because my guess is, is that's what you're interested in as well. And so if we're both interested, then it's going to be a pretty successful podcast. And this one today is pretty interesting because it's the guys from Energy Safety Canada. So I don't know if you know much about Energy Safety Canada. If you don't, it's it's the perfect example of a consortium of the petroleum industry getting together to actually have a, uh, a, a safety voice that is above and beyond any one company so that there's a clear point of contact for things like government relations, regulatory standards, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's also a really pretty valuable opportunity to share across the industry uh, in a very effective way and maybe most importantly in a non-competitive effective way. Now, most of you, because we all sort of come from the same mold, um, most of us are pretty non-competitive on safety information anyway. And that's actually a good thing. We should probably actually do a stock take on that, step back and think about how cool that is. Because any company that's got a really good idea or tries a really good program, for the most part, will share it immediately. In fact, they're glad to share it. In fact, they're glad for you to take it and put your logo and name on it. It's just, it's the kind of thing where we share information because generosity builds a better world. And we know that. I mean, we've been talking about that for years and years and years. But Energy Safety Canada is that point of contact, that sort of laser-like focus, 
where they can actually do some stuff and make some things happen. And that's sort of the origin story of this podcast. So, so this podcast actually is a rollout of a, of a, of a computer-based training on pressure safety. And so that's not what we're going to talk about because that seems like that would be kind of a, a hardcore podcast. And we're not hardcore podcast people. We just we just chat. But what's cool about it is that the course they've developed, they've made available really globally. And it's a it's a it's a great course because it's actually the product of a uh, regulatory fine. So so many countries in the world have an opportunity that you can either pay the fine to the regulatory body or you can spend a like amount of that money and create some kind of corrective program to help solve the problem in the future. So you can probably guess which one I think has the most value. Did you guess? Yeah, you got it right. That's what this is an example of. And in lots of places do this. Australia does it. New Zealand does it. I mean, there's, there's, there's millions of great success stories. This one's just really recent. The, the the programs are rolling out even as we speak, and it's available to everyone. So if you have needs around pressure safety, and if you have pressure, then you do have those needs because it is a wickedly, wickedly complex hazard. No question about that. This is an opportunity to chat about that. So I talked to um, both Murray and Rob, and so Murray's kind of the guy for Energy Safety Cat, you'll hear him, they introduce themselves. And then Rob was kind of the coordinator of the course. And they also talked about they're, they're going to do their big Energy Safety Canada meeting. And I think David Provan and Andrea, there's, there's really interesting speakers on that. And that's actually coming up the 23rd of this month. So that's available as well. You can find all this stuff on the website. It's easy peasy to find. But I thought this had some value to it um, because... I think it's an opportunity for us to to take away and listen. And it's a pretty interesting conversation. I mean, I tried to, uh, well, you'll see, I tried to take some Canadian shots. And when I say Canadian shots, I'm not talking about little tiny glasses of alcohol. I'm talking about making fun of the fact that they say sorry and, you know, any kind of maple syrup joke will fit in perfectly uh, throughout the conversation. Because it's so much fun to talk to Canadians because they're so dang polite. I mean, nothing offends them. And they just take everything in stride, which that, my friends, is a lesson I could learn. That would be a lesson that would be best served if I held the big ugly mirror up to me. But that's a different podcast as well. Let's get into this and see what you think. I think you'll find it really interesting. No, let me take that back. I know you'll find it really interesting because it's a great opportunity to benefit from some lessons that were learned pretty significantly. Um, These lessons had high cost, but the benefit now can be shared to everyone. And I like that idea. Other than that, things are good. I mean, we're rolling into the uh, less autumnal time and more winter time. So it's time to get out the ski boots and the ski poles and the skis and all the stuff you have to do when that comes up, which means I think I can put my electric bicycle on an indoor roller and sit on it and watch TV. That's kind of where I'm going with this. And I like the idea because I'll, I'll, I'll co-locate it with the refrigerator so I don't even have to get off the bike to get food. I can just nourish myself during my highly regimented exercise regime um, while I'm on the bike. So stay tuned on that. I'm sure I'll have photos and en- enormously interesting descriptions of what that looks like. Until then, 
Sit back and listen to Murray and Rob, and they're going to talk about really what they do and what they did. And I think it's a great opportunity. Well, first, why don't I just uh, tell you a little bit about Energy Safety Canada, if you'd like. Sure. Sure. So Energy Safety Canada is a a not-for-profit charity uh, that is the Health and Safety Association for the oil and gas business in Canada. And uh, we've been supporting industry and improving safety for over 75 years. Uh, so got a long and, uh, and uh, illustrious track record. And um, so our industry is actually one of the safest industries to work in in Canada um, with, uh, with tremendous results. So decades of safety improvement. And, um, but really what we've uh, recognized when a lot of the industry leaders have recognized is that what's gotten us here isn't what's going to get us there. So the next steps need something different. And there's increasing realization and adoption of human and organizational performance. And so we as Energy Safety Canada are, are really working that um, and helping others in, in the journey. Um, and, and really, this is, this is what's going to help us continue to reduce serious injuries and uh, incidents. How did, that realization, how did that realization happen? I'm curious to see what, what you know, what, what brought you to that, that illustrious well, point? Me, me personally, 35 yeah. years in, in oil and gas as a progressive senior leader, executive leader with a uh, international oil and gas company and uh, seeing the evolution of, of all of the various safety systems and, and what's working, what's not. And, and looking at it from, from the, the sidelines and stuff when working responsible for health and safety came very clear that we've, we've kind of come to that, that point where we're at the asymptote. And to make a step change, we need to do something different. And so your work and many other leading safety um, researchers and uh, uh, experts have really kind of opened the eyes to doing things differently. Was it hard to give the, the old ways up? I mean, did, did, did it come with pain? Did, well, as change sometimes does. We're, as, the, as the industry association, we, 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 we help industry players at all different levels in the journey. Right. And there are some that really still need, you know, to really have help in basic uh, hazard identification and management. Others are, are world-class leaders that have already are well advanced in human and organizational performance. So it's talking to that diversity where you can see that this, this is really what the next step, it's really engaging your workforce better and treating this more, not as a safety problem, but as an overall holistic business business problem this is how do we engage people to get the most out of out of them and to to really use them to solve all the problems in a business but i think one of the roles you guys play and and correct me because that's always the best part of these discussions is you're helping move the industry to this new way of thinking and the industry i mean between us chickens and this is the part i could be wrong on they, they at, at least at first, they didn't want to move that much. I mean, who wants to learn a new way to, to dance? If you've got the old way to dance, then you're good at that. There are, there's lots of thought leaders that are, you know, that are really helping move it. And it's right from, from senior executives that are, are, are leading it through practitioners that are convincing their leaders to do it. So there is a groundswell. There's always those early movers. And they're helping to kind of demonstrate what uh, human and organizational performance can do 
and the and the the, the improvements that it can make. And so uh, people are always looking over over the uh, the fence to see what others are doing. And I, I think um, the success breeds success in others. Uh, we're uh, and particularly in Canada, we're a very relatively small um, and tight knit um, industry. And so, so things travel pretty quickly around it. And polite. Like, this is the longest I've ever had a Canadian on the podcast, and you have not said sorry yet. Uh, you might have thought I'm, it a couple times, but I mean... I'm sorry for not saying sorry. <laughs> but let, let me add one thing, because I think there's an important component to this that I'm pushing for, and that is that I think one of the things an organization like you have r- does... And it really is an important part of Energy Safety Canada is it provides a peer group at the senior leader level. Because one of the challenges, I think, is this new view is really asking leaders to lead differently uh, for safety and reliability, right? And sometimes I think that's a little bit frightening until they have a group of peers they can draw upon. And that's what you provide is this sort of safe environment for senior level people in the industry to get together and sort of hash stuff out. And and to me, if, if you ask me what was the value of your organization, there's tons of things I'd say a crap load of stuff to say, but that's the one I'd pick up. That's the one I think that has the most value. But thanks for for picking up on that. That's uh, that's one that's really important. We started that uh, earlier this year and it's our human and organizational performance uh, community of practice. And it's it's really intended to bring those senior level leaders, practitioners, the people that are leading the change journey in their organizations, and and we've got you know some companies that are well advanced and others that are are just uh, really starting. But it is exactly that it's 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 that network for peer support. But then we also bring in um, experts to share their thoughts and knowledge and and uh, lessons learned. So that's been been a hugely beneficial in, in progressing the journey for the companies that are learning and 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 learn from the pitfalls of others. That's the the best way to uh, to, to accelerate it. It's certainly the most efficient way. Let someone else make the mistake and you benefit from the learning. Introduce yourselves to to the folks. We jumped in without even really introducing you guys. Well, uh, so I'm I'm Murray Elliott. I'm the president and CEO of Energy Safety Canada. And uh, I'm an avid listener to the podcast, so I was not shocked by the fact that we jumped right into it. <laughs> but uh, abs- absolutely thrilled to uh, share what uh, we're working on. Pass it to Robert. Hey there, Robert Waterhouse, uh, <clears throat> formerly a sort of industrial hygienist, I guess, CIH, and uh, work at Energy Safety Canada now for, I, I think it's coming up on seven years. And um, yeah, s- same uh, as Murray, uh, avid listener, and have always been someone who sort of, you know, had a deep sense of HOP type concepts, but never had the language to actually articulate it. Do you ever truly, are you ever a former industrial hygienist? Aren't you always like once an industrial hygienist, always industrial hygienist? Yeah, yeah I suppose so. I mean, I used to think years ago, like, you know, I was so into and so passionate about industrial hygiene that, um, you know, that I would hear about people that would give up their designations and I'd be like, oh, how can that happen? And, you know, the more time I spend in HOP and other things, the more I realize that that's a natural evolution. <laughs> well, you know, my theory, Robert, is the industrial hygienists, hygienists are the brains of the outfit. That's always my, that's my theory. So I'm just going with that. 
Well, it's excellent. It's so good to talk to you guys, and it's so interesting to hear what you got going on. Talk to me about what you're doing right now. Sure. Well, let me uh, just say a few words and then sure. uh, pass it to, to Robert to, to do that. But, uh, um, one of the one of the things that uh, we have in, in Canada is the opportunity for creative sentences um, in, in um, occupational health and safety um, court cases where the, uh, the the company that's charged can uh, part of the plea bargain is direct money towards something that will improve safety and work to uh, prevent those sort of things, uh, incidents from happening again. This is, you know, far more beneficial than, than any kind of fines going into uh, um, straight into just government coffers. And we've worked on a number of creative sentences uh, over the last number of years. And um, it's a really good way to, to really get um, some, some benefit out of, out of what's really tragic incidents. And we're just completed uh, one that we're really proud of, and it's uh, just launched. We wanted to share a bit of the details with it. Robert was the project manager and really led an incredibly large team to deliver some some tremendous results. And I'll let Robert speak to what it was. Hey, thanks, Murray. Um, <clears throat> yeah, to Murray's point there, uh, we had about you know greater than 86 people involved in this project, both inside and outside of our organization. Um, and um, an immense amount of hours and, and, you know, really going back into when we conceived the idea, say it was a bunch of people, but certainly um, my boss, Lisa, and, and a fellow colleague in the organization, Gord and, and Murray, and um, we all kind of got together and kind of with the assistance of a few other people put together sort of a plan, which was basically to put a 3D animated uh, recreation of, of a, the specific incident that occurred. Uh, and then also to uh, build a free online course that includes both the video as well as um, a roughly 40 minutes or so um, online course on the hazards of pressure, uh, and then uh, an introduction online course into human and organizational performance. Uh, and then we also included a bunch of games as well in there, um, you know, sort of to flip sort of the safety tradition on you know a little bit upside down or on its head a little bit there's there's no sort of exam if you will um there there's some interactions and and uh some fairly uh you know involved kind of animated um game interactions so yeah that's kind of what what's that's what we did and you know speaking about what you were talking about before about really about you know the discussion with peers you know, one of the things that, you know, we, we hope for is, is that there's a lot of um, people out in the industry that are very familiar with, you know, Decker and a, a variety of other people, including yourself, um, but don't talk about that within their respective organizations because they there's questions in their mind about sort of the psychological safety of that. And, and us moving into this space uh, and with this particular project, um, you know, one of the benefits hopefully would be uh, a broader increased sort of psychological safety of these concepts and more people talking about them. And, and, and that really helps sort of lead the way. And creating that safe place for them to have this discussion is, is key. I'm interested when you, when you guys put together this case study and clearly you, you align this case study more towards an improvement I mean, it's it's in, inherent in the idea that it's creative sentencing. So you get the opportunity to actually do something 
to help shift the thinking around this event. What did you guys learn on your team? Because that team's massive. What did you say? There's 80-plus people? Holy Yeah, goodness. 86. Uh, well, we learned a lot of things. Um, certainly, I think, for me personally, one of the things uh, we had uh, uh, Andrea Baker help, her, help us on this, and uh, she was instrumental relative to language. Um, and I think, you know, language is, is so important relative to HOP. Like I sort of mentioned earlier, I didn't really have a HOP as a language. In fact, I'd be doing presentations and be talking about HOP stuff and didn't even know I was doing it. <laughs> but, uh, um, that's yeah, pretty, I think that's I, pretty much my whole career, Robert. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think language is certainly one of the learnings. Um, you know, I mean, I, I suspect everyone in the organization that's worked on this project has some learnings. Um, you know, we have quite a bit of interactivity in the games. Um, we've, you know, certainly the company that we worked with, uh, has had learnings in this space. Um, you know, lots of, um, you know, learnings in the sort of human factors sort of, you know, arena around the equipment and worker interfaces that I think the industry can benefit from that are, um, you know, sort of laced into the overall sort of approach because we reflect back on the incident throughout all the different modules and including the games and until ultimately until you get to at least game one um, only then do you have a for a sort of fulsome appreciation of all the things that were going on because um, only then do you sort of see you know the full picture um, and so the video the 3d animation video is 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 based on sort of the reenactment um, you know what 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 the statement of facts were from from the court sort of you know proceedings, and, and that's sort of the beginning of that journey. Um, and so when you watch the video, you go, "Yeah, everything that we have in there remains true." We're talking about managing change and things like this, um, but the reality is, is that once you've gone through the whole thing, you will actually have your own learning, which is to look at that video again and go, "Yeah, that's all true," but. And, and so that's sort of one of the sort of inherent sort of goals is, is to, you know, provide that perspective and that reflection on this incident. Uh, as you've gone through the journey of all these different modules, you can look at it and go, um, yeah, the procedures weren't adequate, but. Right. And you unlock the complexities of the operations kind of in a timely way, using games and, and good instructional design. What, what did you... What did you learn from doing it? Um, not that you're an old dog. No. And not that there aren't um, new tricks, but what did you learn from it? It was definitely challenging for me. I mean, I found that um, uh, changing my mindset and becoming way more aware of my biases, you know, whether you're talking about just Taylorism and, and thinking about, you know, managers know better than the workers or right. things like this. Um that's probably my biggest learning is becoming keenly aware of language uh, and the importance of language. Um, and, and I mean, there's some challenges there too, right? Because traditional safety likes to keep things simple. Right. We like to tight, you know, I always envision a nice box and someone says, well, we put all the risk in there. And of course the reality is, this is busting out of the seams and dripping out of the corners. And, and, you know, from an HOP perspective, when you look at it and you want to spend time on context and you don't want to oversimplify things and you don't want people to naturally go down the biases that they have, you have to spend a lot of time being extremely careful with language. And and that would that would be probably my biggest learning, I would say. And that's a really important learning. I think your box metaphor is a strong one. 
because we, we want to oversimplify an event in retrospect because that's it's to be really honest after the events happened it's simple the challenge is is really capturing what was happening in context while the event was taking place and being hyper aware just like you're saying of the language we use to describe the event because we we make choices in how we describe that event that's amazing that's that's great how's it do people like it how'd the pilots go uh good we we had to sort out some you know technology challenges and a few other things but uh no feedback is great um yeah i i'm 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 really optimistic that we're gonna you know um you know hopefully make a bit of a step change uh in people's views in this space is this available for a global audience or just for your guys no, it's um, it's uh, it's on our system. It's free for the next three years, so you do have to enroll in 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 our system, create an account, which takes you a couple of minutes. Right. Um, but then well, you can basically you can, you access. Can the, you can you can look at the recreation without an account. So the first part of it, you can you can watch that without an account. But otherwise, it's free. You just need to sign up with us to to take it. That sounds great. Yeah, and, and it's kind of less fearful. You know how things are now. You have to make an account to do anything. So that's. It's less fearful to make an account with a group that really has nothing that you want to purposely. Like, you'll probably never call me and tell me that my car warranty is out and, and I need to spend more money. So I, I feel pretty good with that part. We're polite and we also have a robust privacy policy. <laughs> See, and that's why we love you. That's why we love you. So, and Todd, one other, one other comment on, on lessons learned. When we initiated on this, the first thing the company and the lawyers were coming to on Creative Sentence was some kind of training. The classic response to these things is put in more training. And we just said flat out, no, Yeah, this is not training. This is about how do we help people learn and how do we build capacity from it? And so we did a lot of brainstorming and came up with these, these particular ways of doing it using it to really deeply learn about what happened and then build capacity through understanding pressure and understanding human and organizational performance so that we're actually hoping to make something benefit. This is not another tick box training exercise. Bless you. And so that's, that's, that's really what we've been pushing. And actually that permeates a lot of what we do is we're trying to get rid of waste complexity and duplication that's out there by standardizing across industry and kind of get more of this worker centric part into everything that, that we do versus just more complexity. That's perfect. That, that, that's bless you for that. Cause that decluttering of the system, once you, especially a group with an audience like yours, once you start using that, that language, once you start talking about that as an espoused goal, then it makes it okay for everybody else to kind of do the same thing. I mean, that's the one thing that I hope comes out of the pandemic uh, in in sort of the spirit of improvement, is that we realize that what we don't need and what we took away, we don't need to bring back. I don't know if I'll win that argument or not, but that's that's what I like to think about. Are you ever getting on a plane again? Uh, yeah, sadly, but not very much. I mean, it's uh, it's it's less than now. How about you? Happened recently. Don't yeah. plan to anytime soon. I know they haven't made them any more comfortable. Just in case you're wondering. hey one thing to add there um you know around learnings and stuff i certainly think you know tied in with that you know and you had a podcast on this a while back is sort of the distinction or differences between hp and hop um and you know some people use those terms 
interchangeably. But I mean, certainly one of the things that we've seen in the industry for the companies that do get into this space is that they they inevitably have the realization, you know, after several years that they have, even if they planned on being more in the HOP space, they find themselves more in the HP space. That natural bias sort of kicks in over time. Um, and then a lot of companies have to sort of, you know, recorrect themselves on the journey, which, which is always what we're doing in general anyway, yeah. right? We're always constantly sort of, you know, ebbing and flowing and stepping forward and stepping back. And You're exactly right. I mean, you're exactly right. How, how can these guys find this? Uh, so it's, it's on our website. Uh, if you go to energysafetycanada.com. Uh, and then if you look under standards and programs, it's listed there as the second one down called building capacity to manage pressure. Uh, if you Google building capacity to manage pressure, it will come up. Uh, you can watch the, uh, it's about a 12 minute, highly you know, beautiful product uh, put together um, um, with the assistance of a, a contractor, uh, Dynacore. And basically, um, yeah, that, that, that is in, in essence also an, a bit of an advertisement uh, for the product, because at the end, we kind of sort of say, you know, en enroll in this, in this course to actually, you know, continue this journey on. Right. Yeah. Thanks for doing that. I mean, this is, this is really, this is very, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for us, but I'm also pleased that I think this is a bellwether event in that you're seeing, a, an industry powerhouse move the, the ship of state in a direction that's more holistic more new view and really understands the deeper um, operational story that exists in that process. Good on you guys. Thank you. No worries. We, we, we hope you did. Uh, we hope, we hope we did good, you know, re Todd Conklin's expectations. <laughs> <laughs> we, that, we look forward to your feedback. If that's your standard, you're going to be fine. <laughs> well, and it it was it was something that we actually consciously considered, right? I mean, you know, as a safety association, you know, you've got a very diverse group of people, and you have to keep them all happy, right? And yeah. and so we're, we're 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 used to being in that space, and so in this space, there was a lot of consideration that went into you know trying to balance you know the HP side and the HOP side of things, uh, and trying to you know be very careful with the language so that we could kind of um, you know, lead the way, but at the same token, not sort of step on ourselves in the process. Yeah. I like to think of it as building a bridge to new thinking. You know, you kind of gently bring people from where they are to this new place. And you guys, it's, I'm very proud of you. Thanks for doing it. Okay. KPN says, what do you think? Huh? Uh -huh. Did you hear how they say the word process? It's worth the podcast just for that. Also, I think, my dramatic metaphor about the bridge, perfect ending. Felt like the right thing to say and the right time to do it. I hope you enjoyed that. That was a really good listen. Thanks for your time. Learn something new every single day. You did today, right? New class available. There it is out there for the picking. Um, be good to each other. That's really important. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Check in on one another. That's uh, valuable. And for goodness sakes, be safe. <laughs>